Shalom, and welcome to Parasha Highlights and Insights. This is Rabbi Abraham Fisher, and this week, as B'nai Yisrael, as the Jewish people are united now, we're all reading the same parasha. We are post Tisha B'Av. Uh, we read Parashat Va'etchanan, and it is also known as Shabbat Nachamu. We'll talk about that a little bit more at the end. Parashat Va'etchanan uh, is a continuation, first, of last week's parasha, Parashat Dvarim, which was the beginning of Moshe's first address to B'nai Yisrael, first of three addresses, uh, first of three shurim, lectures, if you like, uh, before he dies. The general theme of the first address is a historic review and the lessons to be learned from history. Last week, the uh, major historic event had to do with uh, how B'nai Israel came to be in the desert for, uh, in the wilderness for 40 years. Uh, we now continue that, uh, that lecture. Again, the Moshe's purpose here is not purely history, but rather to learn from history, especially because many of the incidents that he's going to talk about uh, are incidents that, uh, that his audience uh, knows very well. Uh, because after all, uh, they, uh, they lived through it. Uh, he's talking about incidents that happened uh, mostly very recently. He says uh, that after the victories uh, and the gaining of land uh, to the east of the, of the Yardin, uh, he recounts how he begged from Hashem uh, permission uh, to enter the land. His argument was um, that uh, he was involved in the uh, beginning of the conquest of the land by being there for the uh, con conquest of the territory to the east of the Jordan. Uh, so he should uh, be permitted to continue. However, as Moshe recalls, uh, Hashem denied this request. Uh, Moshe will view the land, but he will not enter it. And instead, uh, Yehoshua will lead the people. That is the, uh, that is the conclusion that Hashem repeats. And Hashem says, do not ask me again. The next section of Moshe's uh, continuing first address uh, has to do with warnings and rebuke. What are we to learn from everything that I have uh, been telling you, and uh, what do you have to look forward to? So he reminds B'nai Yisrael to follow all of, the, all of the mitzvot and to follow them carefully. Follow them exactly. Uh, don't add, don't, sub don't subtract. Remember the lessons of the revelation. Remember that when we were standing at Har Sinai, so he now goes back to another historic event uh, in order to learn from it, uh, central message uh, and lesson that he takes away from the revelation at Sinai is that when we were present and we heard the voice of Hashem, we saw no images and therefore be very, very careful about images uh, in uh, creating images, uh, certainly not to worship any uh, images because God uh, is not physical and cannot be represented. Moshe says, I will be leaving you soon, so it's very important for you to internalize these messages. 
Moshe continues with his warning and rebuke, uh, pointing towards the future. This section uh, of the parasha was actually read on Tisha B'Av uh, because it starts with rebuke. He says, in the future, if you will worship idols, despite everything that I've been teaching you, despite all of your experiences, if you worship idols, you will be punished. Uh, but, Moshe says, uh, almost in the same breath, there is hope. The punishment will be exile. You'll be exiled from the land. And what's even worse is that in exile, you will be forced by those who exile you to worship idols there. And that's certainly uh, something that you don't want. Uh, you'll be punished for worshiping idols voluntarily uh, by being forced to worship idols. Uh, but, and here's the point of hope, while you're there in exile, you will seek Hashem. It's more than, a, uh, more than an option. Moshe is almost saying this is a promise. While you're there, you will seek Hashem. And uh, here's one of the central themes of the whole book of Devarim, uh, and that is repentance. Uh, if you are in exile and you realize what brought you there, and you repent, God will recall the covenant that he made, the brit that he made with your ancestors, and there will be forgiveness. So uh, you, must, uh, you must remember this, uh, but it would be better, of course, not to come to this situation that you're uh, sent into exile. Moshe continues in this discussion about the covenant, about the brit, by saying that because of the covenant, your national experiences have been unique. And he points to two events in particular, uh, the Exodus, everything that led up to the Exodus, Yitzhak Mitzrayim, the, uh, the persecution in Egypt, uh, and the miraculous uh, Exodus freeing from Egypt, and also the revelation at Sinai. The revelation is a, a theme that Moshe returns to a few times in the course of this parasha. And um, this becomes the end of the first address that Moshe has been giving uh, and uh, offers a transition into the second address. The second address that Moshe gives is the longest address. The basic topic of the second address is the mitzvot. Uh, but since he's ended off the first address with the subject of the revelation at Sinai, uh, he's going to return to the event of the revelation as the basis for the mitzvot. Uh, as I said, the section, second address in, in the book of Devarim is the longest of the addresses. It starts here uh, in the midst of Parashat Ve'et Hanan and goes throughout the majority of the book of Devarim. Before he begins the second address, uh, Moshe does a mitzvah uh, as if to demonstrate to Bnei Yisrael uh, the importance of doing the mitzvot. What he does is he designates three cities of refuge in the Eastern Territory. They've conquered the Eastern Territory, uh, and the territory has been allotted to Ruvain, to God, and to half of the tribe of Menasheh. And uh, he taught earlier that if there is new territory, then in that new territory, it is obligatory to designate three cities of refuge. And so he designates three cities of refuge for the purpose of some of uh, escape refuge for someone who has killed someone unintentionally. And then Moshe uh, properly begins his second address. Uh, and 
he starts with an introduction. He says that this is uh, this uh, lecture about the shiur, about the mitzvot um, is another covenant. It's a covenant that was made uh, on the plains of Moab just before entering the land of Israel. This is a reinforcement, a repetition of previous covenants, um, and uh, it is uh, going to be this covenant that they're going to carry with them into the land of Israel. Uh, he talks about the bases of the system of mitzvot, and the system of mitzvot that he's about to uh, continue teaching um, really is, is twofold. The first aspect of it is experience, the national uh, experience of the revelation at Sinai. And so, as I said, he returns to the subject of the revelation, which he talked about towards the end of the first address. And it is that experience, which is one of the uh, one of the pillars upon which the system of mitzvot uh, stands. Um, of course, the revelation at, at Sinai was more than just a revelation of God's presence. It was a revelation of mitzvot, uh, what we call the Aserat Dibrot, the Decalogue. I don't like to use the term Ten Commandments uh, because, as I'm sure we're all aware by now, uh, the word commandment is uh, specifically referring to mitzvot, and the Aserat and the, um, Dibrot are never called the Ten Mitzvot. There's no place where they call that. They're either called Aserat Advarim or Aserat Dibrot. Uh, and that means the ten statements, the ten utterances, and there are more than ten mitzvot uh, enumerated within the Aseret Dibrot. So Decalogue, if you want to use an English term, uh, is my uh, is my preference, or the ten utterances. And Moshe repeats the Aseret Dibrot. This is the second time in the Torah where the Aseret Dibrot uh, appeal appears. Uh, first time, of course, is uh, in in order, in context, in Parashat Yitro, uh, and now as Moshe is retelling uh, the events of the past, uh, and he's about to talk about the uh, bases of the mitzvot, uh, he, he repeats, and he talks about uh, what happened. And one of the points that he makes here is that after you heard the voice of Hashem, uh, you asked me that you did not do not want to continue uh, hearing the voice of Hashem, it's too much for you. You don't want to hear it directly. Instead, uh, and uh, instead, they wanted Moshe to receive the mitzvot from Hashem and convey the mitzvot to uh, the people. And uh, Hashem acceded to this uh, request. And it will be this uh, system of Hashem talking to Moshe and Moshe teaching the people that will bring the people all the way to the land of Israel. So that's the first of the pillars upon which the system of mitzvot is based, uh, namely experience. The second pillar uh, that he talks about is uh, belief, the important uh, essential uh, belief system of the Torah uh, as uh, summarized, as encapsulated in the Shema. And here uh, in Parashat Va'et Hanan, we have the first of the three paragraphs that we know as the, uh, the Shema, uh, the one that starts with the word, uh, Shema, Shema Yisrael, hear, O Israel. Uh, Hashem is our God, Hashem is one. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. In the Shema, uh, we uh, talk about the oneness of Hashem, our love of Hashem, the mitzvah to recite the Shema uh, every day, uh, morning and uh, at night, 
the obligation to teach our children Torah, the obligation to uh, put on uh, tefillin, uh, the obligation to put up a mezuzah, And all of this together uh, really is uh, a statement of belief, but belief that is translated into uh, into action, into behavior. Uh, Moshe continues uh, by talking about the importance uh, that when they enter the land of Israel, uh, which is uh, which is going to be very soon, uh, don't forget Hashem and don't take Him for granted. Uh, you're not going to be living in a miraculous. Uh, state uh, so you have to maintain uh, and uh, and work on your uh, your awe of Hashem uh, work on your uh, your worship of Hashem that uh, that you are to uh, that you are to uh, that you are to worship Hashem exclusively only Hashem don't test Hashem, uh, as you did many times in the in the wilderness. Teach your children. Teach your children about the Exodus. Uh, here, once again, we go back to uh, the events of the Exodus. Uh, your children will ask you, uh, why do you do these mitzvot? And you'll uh, go back to the Exodus and say, because Hashem took us out. Uh, we uh, took us out of Egypt. Uh, we are uh, obedient to his mitzvot. Uh, so this is one of the places in the Torah uh, where we learn about the importance of teaching our children about the Exodus, which, which is year-round, uh, but in particular, of course, at the Seder. Uh, and the, the parasha concludes by warning, uh, by Moshe warning, uh, to be careful about the other nations. The other nations uh, have uh, various enticements in the form of Avodah Zarah, uh, idolatry, be very, very careful uh, to, uh, to, to stay away from any of those enticements. want to return to the Shema, uh, which uh, has the very famous uh, statement, uh, indeed a mitzvah, to love Hashem. You shall love Hashem your God. Uh, with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your might, uh, that also might mean with all of your uh, resources. Uh, and uh, clearly, uh, we are being commanded uh, to, to love Hashem. Uh, and uh, that's, that's a challenge. Uh, not only is it a challenge to frame love as a mitzvah, uh, which is uh, in and of itself a, a, a challenge, uh, but what is the method of, uh, with, of loving Hashem? So one of, the, uh, one of the answers to this question is provided uh, by the Rambam. When the Rambam discusses the mitzvah of loving Hashem, he provides a suggestion for uh, what is the best way uh, to to love as well as to fear Hashem, he brings that issue in as well, and that fear of Hashem, awe of Hashem, is also discussed in the parasha. He asks, "What's the way uh, to to love and to fear Hashem? What's the what's the method?" The Rambam's uh, solution uh, or suggestion 
uh, and this comes from Hilchot Yisodei HaTorah, from the laws of the foundation of the Torah, uh, is to reflect and contemplate uh, the wonders, uh, the wonders of creation. That when a person will reflect on everything that Hashem has done, uh, how how great and wonderful. Uh, the world is with all of the various creatures, his own body, the universe, uh, and the more he learns, this is uh, this is actually an encouragement to uh, to learn what can be learned through science uh, in order to enhance our uh, love and appreciation for Hashem. When one uh, beholds all of this and contemplates it, then he will be filled with uh, with love, a desire to praise Hashem. Um, he will be possessed, the Rambam says, of a great longing to know Hashem. He wants to be close to Hashem out of appreciation. Uh, and he quotes the Pasuk uh, from Tehillim, Tzama'an nafshi lelokim lekel chai, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Uh, in the same way as one might be thirsty for water, uh, one is, uh, the soul is thirsty for Hashem. The Rambam pers- uh, continues and says that the more that one thinks about these things and wants to be close to Hashem and to understand Hashem as much as possible, um, there will be a second reaction. And the second reaction will be a, uh, a desire to, to be taken aback. It's almost a reflex. He's taken aback and realize uh, that uh, just how difficult it would be to uh, to come close to Hashem. Uh, I desire to come close to Hashem, and yet uh, Hashem is uh, is so other, so different, uh, so uh, unknowable ultimately. Uh, but I want to know Hashem as much as I possibly can. So uh, contemplating the uh, wonders of the universe leads one to love and a desire to be close to Hashem. And the more one is close to Hashem, the more one uh, recoils uh, and uh, is stricken with awe and realize that in comparison to Hashem, he's an infinitesimal creature. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and so this love uh, then brings one to awe, to, to reverence. And in this context, uh, he quotes once again, Tehillim, uh, that when I, when I behold your, your heavens, uh, I am reminded of the question, Ma'enosh ki tizkarenu, what is man? that you should remember him. Uh, who am I? Uh, and yet Hashem uh, encourages us and commands us indeed to, uh, to, to work on this love and, uh, and to, from that love to proceed to awe and reverence. And then I would assume uh, after that uh, to return to the cycle of love uh, once again. This is uh, Parashat Va'et Hanan. Just a word about Shabbat Nachamu. Uh, after the th- after the three weeks, as we call it, Bein Hamitzarim, where we've had haftarot of um, of punishment, of warning, of uh, of disaster, um, we are. It is followed by seven weeks of consolation, uh, Shiva de Nechemta, Shev de Nechemta, the seven weeks of uh, of consolation. And the first of these uh, is the Shabbat, of course, right after Tisha B'av, uh, which starts with the words Nachamu, Nachamu Ami. Comfort, comfort my people, uh, be comforted or comfort each other, uh, my people. Uh, again, this comes from the book of Yeshaya. And so we begin uh, the transition from Tisha B'Av, the low uh, point of Tisha B'Av uh, that we were led to, 
uh, start a process of consolation. And that consolation uh, is going to lead us uh, over a seven-week period uh, towards uh, towards uh, Elul, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, the time of, uh, of Teshuvah and forgiveness. I thank you all very much for joining me for this week's uh, parasha highlights and insights. This has been Rabbi Abraham Fisher saying Shalom. <laughs>